Our text for this morning is taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, the 13th chapter, beginning with verse 18. And Jesus speaks to us in a parable. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. Big Woods, that's the name of this part of the world that we're living in, according to the Native Americans who first lived here and roamed these lands, Big Woods. It wasn't until about 1683 that a French explorer came down from Canada, a man by the name of Pierre Lesueur, that's where the town of Lesueur gets its name. Pierre Lesueur, this explorer, was so enamored with the ground in this area, the dirt, the soil, he thought there must be copper in it because it was just so rich. And he dug up some samples and took it with him all the way back to France to have them studied in laboratories to see exactly what was in the soil here. In the mid-1800s, when European settlers began, drift, began drifting out this way into the Midwest, they saw the land and the dirt here as so rich for farming. They decided this would be a great place to settle and to establish their farms, and thus the name Blue Earth County uh, that we have. Even the name Mankato has to do with that very thing. And I grew up here in this area, so this was the dirt I was used to as a kid my whole life. Until I got into my mid-20s, we moved to Florida, and I realized how different the ground was in southern Florida. It was like sand compared to the rich soil uh, that we add up here in Blue Earth County. The parable in front of us is one of Jesus' best-known parables, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, to teach us some things about our spiritual lives. And he uses the picture of different types of soil, different places where seed could land. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the gospel. The message about Christ is our Savior. And the ground, the different types of soil or ground on which that seed lands depicts different types of hearers. And notice that all of them have the word of God come to them. All of them hear the word. And yet, we, we may have a tendency to want to initially identify with the fourth type of soil, uh, that of the rich soil that produces the great crop and so on. But I remember one of my seminary professors always said this, you should probably see a little bit of yourself in each of the first three types of soil as well. It's a good Good way to look at the parable. Well, let's walk through these. First of all, that which fell along the wayside or the roadside. The seed just lands on this hardened road 
and nothing happens to it. Birds come and take it away immediately. There is no penetration of the word of God into the heart. There's no, there's no uh, listening to that word in the way that, that you want to take it into the heart. And immediately, it's just thrown aside. The way, the way seed would fall off a seed truck onto hard asphalt and just bounce off to the side of the road. And sometimes we can see this happen in individuals. Many years ago, when I was a pastor in town here, I had a young lady who was one of my confirmation students. And uh, years later, when I was now teaching here at Bethany, I happened to be worshiping at that same church, and I happened to sit right behind her. She was now in her 20s and had a boyfriend with her. And I, can't, I certainly can't read anybody's heart, but just by the responses that he seemed to be giving to things going on in the church service, it sure felt like he could care less, like he could care less to be there. And it made me think of this parable, how... There's sometimes when the seed, like the word of God, just bounces off people and they don't even care to listen to it at all. The second type of soil is called the stony or the rocky soil. There's enough dirt there for a plant to get started. There's enough, there's enough initial faith there that loves the message about Christ and loves to hear about him as the Savior and going to heaven. And yet, it doesn't have any opportunity to develop deep roots. We're told by Jesus, when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, that's interesting. So he says, when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Any type of challenge or difficulty that comes along with possessing this wonderful knowledge of Christ as our Savior makes it hard for people, makes it difficult for them to want to stay with Christ. Remember years ago, a, a professor on this campus was excited to finally be, he'd been working on a young man in his neighborhood to come to church and finally got him to come to church. He was so excited. And I met with the man a couple times and he was planning to take like an adult instruction class. And before we got those classes started, so he'd been coming to church about a month, all of a sudden I didn't see him anymore. And I said to the professor who was his friend, I said, what happened to so-and-so? And he said, ah, he finally figured out it was going to be a little too hard to stay a Christian. What a sad situation. It was too hard. Think, think about how many in your generation right now, how many in your generation, because of particular moral issues that the Bible addresses, that are contrary to how our society thinks and feels, just find that it's a little too hard to stay with Christ. It's just a little too difficult to stand with his church and with what his word says. It just makes us too uncomfortable in our society. How, how easy it would be to, to let that, that, that initial faith that develops in our hearts just kind of not want to sink in any further and not take any root and finally have the plant fall over dead because it's just a little too tough to stay with Christ and his word. Notice he says, it's the persecution and tribulation that comes because of the word. That's a real challenge today. Then the third group, the third type of hearer is the one that I always feel I need to pay the greatest attention to. And that is a healthy plant that grows up and yet it's among the weeds. And uh, through the course of time, those weeds begin to wrap themselves around the plant. I think for most Christians, this is probably one that, that 
touches uh, home the most, that seems to hit our hearts the most. Faith has initially been created to love Christ, to appreciate what he did, the Son of God coming into the world to pay for our sins by going and dying on the cross, so that I could declare to everybody here today, your sins are entirely wiped away before God, that we've been justified before God. We have the hope of going to heaven through faith in Christ, that, that we love his church and love the mission of his church. All of those things come packaged into this healthy plant of faith. And yet, there's, there are weeds growing around us all the time that are challenging to that faith, little things, that subtle things that begin to happen in our lives that may cause us to suddenly have that faith slowly, not quickly, slowly be cut off. Listen to what Jesus, how he describes this. He says, this is the person who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Now that's a slow process. If you've ever watched a plant with a weed next to it that finally kills the plant, it doesn't happen real quickly typically. It takes a while. In fact, it's happening so slowly in a sense that the plant doesn't realize what's starting to happen. The nutrients from that, from that soil are no longer reaching the plant and it slowly becomes cut off. There are two great challenges inside of this one Jesus gives us. He says, the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Let's look at each one of those. First of all, the cares of this life or of this world. Think of all the stuff you got to do in your life. Right now as a college student, getting ready to kind of go off on your own and launch into your adult life and maybe get married someday and have a family. Think of all the stuff that you have in front of you right now. There are plenty of cares for you to be concerned about. And rightly so. God even has a lot in his word to say about how we go through our lives. And yet at the same time, those very cares that can concern us and weigh on our hearts can also begin to snuff out the faith, can cause us to lose this faith. I want you to notice something about these challenges Jesus is talking about. Notice that these challenges to losing your faith are not atheism, they're not Islam, they're not Buddhism or Hinduism, they're not becoming a, a, a crackhead, they're not becoming a drug dealer, they're not becoming some deeply immoral person. It's just the cares of life. It's just the regular mundane issues and matters of life. Stuff that just consumes our energy, our time, our focus, and our minds that can cause us to start to lose our faith in Christ and lose our grip on that. Remember years ago, I, when I was in college, planning to go to seminary at the time, I had a good friend who was living with me, and he really wanted to, uh, he was considering also possibly going into the ministry. About a year later, he met a really nice young lady, very pretty girl, and started dating. And after a while, he just stopped going to church and didn't seem to care at all about Christianity anymore. And found a wonderful wife, had a nice life with her and children and everything, but has just pretty much wandered away from Christ. Just the regular, mundane, important cares of this life can sometimes be used to pull us away from our Savior. And then Jesus says the deceitfulness of riches. Now everybody in this room knows how important getting to heaven is. Everybody in this room knows that that is to be the ultimate goal for us as believers in Christ, is to hang on to this faith and finally get to heaven. But here's the real temptation that I know I face frequently. 
The devil likes to come to me and say, that's important, Don. Keep that as important in your life. But right up next to it, I'd like you to also think, wouldn't it be great if you could have some really nice heaven on earth? Wouldn't it be great if you could have some wealth in this life and in this world and also keep heaven in your focus? What if you could have both of those things as your target in life? And to me, that's one of the great challenges. Jesus says you cannot serve both God and mammon. You can't have two goals like that. And it's another way that many young Christians slowly have their priorities start to change in life and walk away from their Savior. Finally, Jesus brings us to the rich soil. One, by the way, one of the indicators if you, that you are in the rich soil is that you're concerned about being one of the other three. The fact that it, it would concern you and you'd have to pay attention to the fact that, that these other three might also be a temptation for you is a good indication that you're in the rich soil. Someone with a really healthy garden goes out there almost every day and begins weeding around the plants and makes sure to, to keep the, the nutrients in the soil and watering the plants and so on. And so it should be for us as believers in Christ. Every day, we need to go back and weed out the things in our lives that are potentially going to derail us in our faith. We do that through repentance of our sins. Being honest. Being honest about your sins. Not hiding them and tucking them away before God. Seriously dealing with them before the cross. And bring them there at the feet of your Savior whose blood was shed to forgive you all of your sins. To give you his grace to give you his mercy so that you could have heaven someday. May God give us hearts of faith to, to always cherish the plant of faith that the Holy Spirit has created in us and keep that faith alive that it may produce fruits for the kingdom of God. Amen.